Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your fight. We're in this game. An impossible goal. These guys are good. Scary good. And this crowd is going bananas. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello, and welcome to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network. My name is Michael Leboff. I am the hockey editor here at Action, and joining me as always is my friend, the professional better known as So Money Sports. So Money, you're quite busy right now. We got the Aussie Open. We got the NHL. But for this podcast, we'll stick to the hockey, and we'll start with the underdogs, as usual. And you're taking on the Colorado Avalanche on Thursday, January 20th, so I'll let you start. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Michael. So um, the underdog is going to be the Kings for us um, against Colorado. Um, Even though the last couple of games, the Kings have given up six goals in back-to-back games, they're still, as weird as it sounds, they're still trending well for me defensively. Um, I anticipate uh, Jonathan Quick to get the start. Um, He will be against uh, Kemper, which has been confirmed. Um, Kemper, we've we've touched on this a little bit. He, he, He has a lot of inconsistency to his game this year. And um, I think that with the Kings, um, even though giving up those goals, there's there's an element of bad luck there as well. So um, I will be going with the Kings as my underdog of the day. Yeah, I like uh, Los Angeles too. Uh, it's a tough spot for Colorado. Like like we said, they will lose games at some point with their goaltending inconsistencies. They are scoring at a crazy rate right now, 3.85 goals per 60 minutes at five on five over the last month. It's a frightening one, especially when you consider the Kings. Um, I got to cross off a item from my betting bucket list on Monday night when I bet the Kings against the Tampa Bay Lightning, who were down two defensemen. Uh, they were down to 16 skaters and still won. Uh, so <laughs> that, was, that was a first for me um, and felt quite good waking up in the morning and seeing that. Tampa Bay won down two skaters uh, against Los Angeles. And it does also show you, I did want to bring this point up because it does show you, I think the NHL betting market, we know it's unique. We know it's a little softer than the other sports that are more high volume, higher handle sports. Uh, if let's say there was a, you know, an NFL team or an NBA team where that kind of news broke, the market would have flown and the Kings mm-hmm. still playing a team that, and yes, the lightning, this is an elite team, two-time defending Stanley Cup champions, best goalie in the world, and one of the best defensemen in the world. So losing two defensemen, not a huge, huge deal. But still, the fact that that number didn't really fly was crazy to me. Absolutely. like the, uh, It is a unique market. But I will say, though, that um, the last, I would say, two, three years, situations where you can kind of jump on the market have decreased so much. So while it does exist, it is getting less and less, which is making it hard on harder on, like, guys like us right so that's always something we uh lament at how sharper the market has has been getting yeah and, and it used to be just like goaltending news too and and it yeah. still is a little bit people rushing to to their uh to their betting apps to get you know overs or unders in depending on a, a goaltending switch but yeah that was a new one for me last night um my underdog fresh off a loss to the buffalo sabers the ottawa senators plus 220 uh they are traveling to pittsburgh we're minus 280. The over-under here set at six. I'm hoping this number ticks up. You talked about it a couple episodes ago that the Penguins catch a lot of love in the market uh, the morning of their game. So I'm hoping maybe we even get a better number on Ottawa here. It is already high enough for me to want to play it. The Senators' uh, reputation as a giant killer. They established that a couple seasons ago. They kind of continued it last year, especially in the second half. And they're starting to do it again. 
they have wins over Carolina, Colorado, Tampa Bay, Florida, Calgary, and I mean, you can't really call them a giant anymore, but still much better than Ottawa. The Edmonton Oilers since December 2nd. In that same span, Ottawa's lost to the Islanders, Philadelphia, and the Sabres. Uh, so a team that punches up, and I'm happy to take a shot here at, at a big number, even against a team like the Penguins, uh, which is just rolling. But uh, do you have anything for Pittsburgh and Ottawa? I would love to join you here. I just need a little bit higher. Um, it's possible that we'll get that in the afternoon. Um, Pittsburgh is going to be on the first leg of their back-to-back. They're in Columbus the night after. So, and uh, Casey DeSmith, um, he is back from um, from COVID protocol. So it's very likely that he's going to get one of those two starts. I doubt it'll be against Ottawa, but if it is, um, that would get me to uh, to uh, join you at the current number on Ottawa. If it's not, then then I would need something higher. And maybe we'll get there. That would be uh, quite the way to spend a Thursday evening. All right. Uh, with that, we'll move on to uh, the rest of the board. We'll start with those Sabres in Buffalo. They're hosting uh, Dallas. The Stars are minus 175. The Sabres coming back plus 150. This over-under is set at five and a half. The Stars are coming off a loss to the Canadians. I talked about it. I don't think this team profiles well as a favorite just because their offense can go gold. It seems like every part of their game can just completely evaporate without any notice. And there are always some weird lineup issues with the stars. And this is just a team that is just so hard to get in bed with them when they are laying significant wood like this. However, if you flip the line and the stars, I think they, they profile as a great underdog because they can play great defense. They can hang around in games and they have a first line that can dominate. That said nothing for me here, stars and sabers, the uh, Brett hole rivalry renewed in Buffalo. Uh, anything for you here? And that loss against the Habs was was a, was a strange result this season. So um, it it is weird to say after a game you give up five goals, but I, I don't really think the Stars played that poorly defensively. Um, Montreal was very was very opportunistic. Um, I would expect Holtby to get the start against the Sabers, which this year has proven to be an upgrade for them. But at the current number, I don't have anything. I'm I'm still relatively bullish on the stars, but it's tough to get involved with them as a as a high favorite. So for for now, I'll pass. Another 7 p.m. start. The Columbus Blue Jackets, plus 105, traveling to Philadelphia to take on the helpless Flyers, who are minus 125. The over under here is six. The Flyers now with two separate losing streaks this season of eight games or more. The over under here is six. It's this is just not a game I want to get involved with any in any way. The number on Columbus is way too low to get involved. I'm not laying any juice with Philadelphia right now. This is a team that think they did show some signs of life in the uh, second leg of the back-to-back against the Islanders. I think they were a little unfortunate not to get both points in that. However, the defensive metrics here are horrible for both teams, it should say. Uh, so I have no trust in either one of these teams right now, and I don't really know what kind of effort we'll get out of either squad either considering where they are at the standings and how they're trending. So this is an easy pass for me. How about you? I'm, I'm in the same boat here. Um, one thing I will say though, is that Columbus is on the first uh, game of their back-to-back. So I'll pass if we don't get Corpus Allo. If we do get Corpus Allo, I think that the Flyers might be a little short um, and I would consider the over in that if Corpus Allo is, is starting in goal there. Moving into uh, the central time zone, the Winnipeg Jets are plus 115, traveling to Nashville, who are minus 135. The over-under here set at five and a half. This is at 8 p.m. puck drop. A couple interesting notes here. Um, first of all, no Nick Ehlers, it looks like, for Winnipeg. 
that's an important one to, to keep in mind. They are pretty deep at forward, but still he is uh, talismanic. Predators are 0-3-1 since they defeated Colorado to cap off a 12-1-1 stretch. And both of these teams, they were in action on Monday night. Vancouver closed plus 110 on the road in Nashville with Dave Riddick starting. And Winnipeg closed plus 105 in Washington. Uh, so I do wonder if, if this line is, is maybe a little, little short on Winnipeg. But the Ehlers thing is a little scary. And obviously, it's tough to bet against uh, Usaros at this time, even though he's coming off uh, maybe his worst game of the season. So for me, it looks like a pass. I'm a little bit closer on Winnipeg than uh, Nashville, however. Yeah, I'm closer on 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 Winnipeg too. We have touched on this um, previously, where Nashville was playing above their expectations quite a bit. They have come back down to earth. Um, the Jets keep burning me every time I go back to them, but I'll I'll be back there again. You know I will. So even with even with Ehlers out um, and Soros uh, is sure to be getting the start, um, I am higher on the Jets. I do think that that number should tick up, um, and um, I will be on the Jets and probably losing overtime. So <laughs> there we are again. Yeah. The central division teams don't seem to agree with you, huh? Uh, stars jets. Oh, absolutely. wild. It's uh that's a, that's been a tough division. Uh, boy. Uh, all right, let's move on to a whopper. This one is hilarious on so many different levels. The Edmonton Oilers plus plus one thirty hosting the Florida Panthers minus minus one fifty. The over under here is set at six and a half. The over is juiced minus one thirty already. I think we might, get a, a touchdown plus the extra point as the total here. Um, and for good reason, we've talked about the whole hockey world has talked about the Panthers offense since the, uh, the pause, they've got 55 goals scored 29 goals against in their last 10 games. That includes uh, their last game, which they only scored one goal. So they had 54 across nine going into that loss at Calgary. Um, Spencer Knight started against the flames. Uh, so that almost certainly points to a Bobrovsky start here, which would give, Florida, a significant edge and goal where uh, Edmonton, boy, uh, before the season started, I, I was very, um, I was against the Oilers. I thought that they were rated way too high. So some, some people who I respected thinking that this is a top three, top five team in the NHL, the odds makers had them towards the top of the board as well. Uh, and I got that their path was soft, but this was a significantly flawed team and they still are. And one of their flaws is one of the most important positions in all sports, which is goaltending. And now you're going to take on an offense that is scoring goals for fun. It's tough. The media is an absolute circus around the Oilers right now. We saw the Jim Matheson, Leon Dreisaitl situation, which is great. So there's just, this is a bubbling situation where I kind of just, if, if we're just talking, you know, not looking at it from a value perspective, I kind of want to bet the Oilers here just for the ride, but I can't, I can't tell you responsibly to do it against the Panthers right now, but there's a chance that just just for the fun of it, I'll I'll be on the Oilers tomorrow. Yeah, I can I can see that. Um, I I would need I would need some more to bet on the Oilers um, at the at the current number. I I can't get there. Um, we have been riding the Panthers overs for quite a while now, but I think at a juiced six and a half, um, it's it'll get to seven. It's it is essentially a seven right now. Um, we'll we'll have to let that go. Um, yeah, so I think that if um, if Bobrovsky starting, which which he should, which also just as an aside, will open up the door for Spencer Knight to start against the Canucks the next night. So that should be another <laughs> situation where the Canucks get a break. Um, but yeah, at this at, at this number, I'll pass. Um, I'll need um, I'll, I'll need something better on the Oilers, but I can't see myself having a play on this game as of yet. Yeah, yeah. The uh, Barney at the bar bet would be 
you know, Panthers and over, because that's what it's been in the NHL for uh, a couple of weeks now. But for me, since I like pain, I would go Oilers and under. Um, but I, it's just, it's just been such a mess there. And, and I actually, before we move on to another game, I do want to say that I think that there could be an argument made for a, a bet on the Oilers in a futures market. Stanley Cup would probably be the only one I would look at. Because if they do get a goalie and they get a good goalie, and I'm talking, you know, we, we talked about Marc-Andre Fleury a couple of weeks ago, but if they got like a Simeon Barlama from the Islanders uh, or someone of that kind of caliber, this whole season turns around and they become interesting, but you need to beat that trade in the market, which is, you know, part of betting, right? It's like you're not only betting on this team, but to, to win games, but you're also betting on Ken Holland to address a severe flaw uh, in goals. So I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. I, I think so, right? Like, like in the NHL, you just, the playoffs can become such a coin flip sometimes. Like, you just need to get in. And you also need decent goaltending. You don't, like, the goaltending to, to win a Stanley Cup, we've had Vasilevsky last couple of years, who's, like, the best goalie in the world. But you don't need that level of goaltending to win the Cup. You just need somebody decent who can get hot. And getting hot is just, it's it's purely an element of luck, right? So their goaltending as it stands right now, you're, you're not putting yourself in a position to get there. Um, even, um, like you said, if, even if it's flurry, um, I think that would give them a significant edge. So um, if you can beat the market before they get a goalie, which I think that they have to at this point, um, I, can, I can definitely see that. You just want to keep in your back pocket, which was, you know, if, if you gave me all 32 teams uh, and said you would have a future, which, which team would you be least likely to have a Stanley cup future on uh, this season before the season started? I probably would have said Oilers and now they're, they're up there towards the top of my list just because of, uh, of that reason. Uh, all right. Uh, one more game before we get to our best bets, that's Montreal plus two sixty five, traveling to Vegas minus three forty. Uh, the over under here is six. I can't, I mean, Tip your cap to Montreal for uh, getting to the stars. I do regret not going uh, against Dallas after my spiel about them being the team that I like to target when they're, when they're laying a big number. Uh, I just couldn't work up the courage to bet the Canadians. And I definitely am not going to work up the courage to bet them against Vegas here. Anything for you, Habs, Knights, uh, rematch of last year's uh, semifinal. Nothing for me here. Uh, we, we mentioned the, the Habs were a little bit lucky in their win against the stars, but uh, they continue to be undermanned, and I can't see myself having having anything here. And with that, uh, let's move on to Top Shelf Bets, our favorite bets for Thursday, January 20th. Top Shelf, where Mama hides the cookies. I have the earlier start for this one, so I'll go. Uh, I like Washington at plus 125 in Boston, uh, coming at, back at minus 145. The over-under here is five and a half. A little disappointed that uh, the Bruins got run out of the building against the Hurricanes because maybe get a little bit of a better number here. Tuka Rask struggled in that one for sure, <laughs> giving up uh, the five first period goals and, and something just to keep an eye on because he did, he was supposed to uh, play in the minors before getting a call up to Boston. So he's really getting, working himself back into game shape in the NHL in a playoff race. Uh, so just something to keep in mind, uh, uh, an eye on with Boston. And I think that means that they'll likely start Linus Allmark on Thursday. And when you take out kind of mute the goaltending advantage that they should have against Washington, I think you're looking at two relatively equal squads, looking at the rest of the roster, hoping, uh, TJ Oshie, I think he, he likely will be out, but maybe we get a surprise 
with him and Carlson playing in the uh, on Thursday. But I just think the number's high enough here uh, for Washington, a team that's been playing not too great over the past 10, 4, 4, and 2. However, they're still a, a team that can beat you even if their metrics aren't great because of their finishing talent. They have that guy Ovechkin. They got Kuznetsov. These, this is a, a ultra-talented team. So I don't ever mind backing uh, Washington at a number like this, even against a team like Boston, which is trending in the right direction. Yeah, I'm, I do have some interest in the in, in the under here. It does depend on um, San, um, Samsonov getting the start for the Caps, which I think he will. Um, looks like Shiri and Oshi are going to be out. Um, and the Bruins, they are coming off an uncharacteristically poor defensive performance, but it was against Carolina, so I'm not going to punish them too much for that. Um, but depending on how the rosters look like tomorrow, um, I do have some interest on the under in this game. And I'll let you wrap it up with a... <laughs> Pretty uh, pretty gross play in the 10 p.m. window. Yeah, so I mean, every time I think I'm done with Seattle, they they just draw me back in. And I swore them off on Saturday when they played the Kings. Got a nice plus money. They closed the favorite. And I, I, I was feeling good. And then they just did that. So um, even though I had the Sharks against the Kings, um, they they continue to be a fade team for me. I wasn't... The, the score against the Kings was 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 deceiving and I wasn't really really impressed with their game um Seattle continues to play well defensively and if the last couple of games are any indication maybe we could actually see some goaltending from them um so un- unfortunately I'll have to pay to find out here so um I I will be on Seattle and let's let's see where it goes yeah I'm with you it looks like uh it almost certainly will be Grubauer back in the pipes for Seattle with uh Chris Dreger in COVID protocol, Anton Bobo, whoever that is, got called up to be the deputy. Uh, so maybe, uh, yeah, good for him getting a, an NHL jersey uh, for the Kraken. But yeah, I like Seattle in this one too. I think the Sharks, you pointed it out a couple episodes ago. You look back, they're, they're a nice stretch for them, 6-3-1, and one, uh, but their victories are coming past regulation or in one goal games against teams like Detroit and uh, Philadelphia, et cetera. So not a team that uh, I don't, I think... Uh, should be at this number uh, on the road, even against Seattle of good God. And uh, on that positive note, we will close line change this episode of line change for so many sports. I'm Michael Leboff. We will see you again on Tuesday and we wish you the best of luck with your bets on Thursday, January 20th.